podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Tuesday the 3rd of January. Brentford pulled off another famous result as they humbled Liverpool 3-1 at the GTEC Community Stadium last night. An own goal from Ibrahim Kanate put the bees ahead on 19 minutes. Johan Visser then had two goals disallowed before finally scoring a goal that countered to put Brentford two up at the break. Liverpool rallied in the second half and pulled one back through Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain but got hit on the break near the end as Brian Mbwemo sealed the victory. The result leaves Brentford in seventh place. Thousands of mourners have gathered in Brazil to pay their respects to Pelé, who is lying in state at the ground of Santos, his former club. Pelé's coffin was placed in the centre of the pitch at the Urbano, with fans lining the streets to get inside the ground. FIFA president Gianni Infanto has said he is going to ask every country in the world to name a stadium after the striker. Alexis McAllister says he's really happy at Brighton and in no rush to leave the South Coast club. As expected, the World Cup winner is subject to growing speculation that he could leave the Amex this summer, but the player is staying calm. He said, I feel really good with this club and my teammates and everyone who works here. McAllister has a contract with Brighton until 2025. And in tonight's games, top of the table Arsenal host third place Newcastle in the pick of the fixtures. Brighton travel to struggling Everton, Leicester host Fulham and Man United played Bournemouth at Old Trafford. Those are your headlines. OK then, let's start with Liverpool against Brentford. Fantastic performance from Brentford, even better result. 3-1 they beat Liverpool. Before we get on to Brentford, let's talk to comedian and Liverpool fan Alfie Brown. Well, um, I absolutely loathed that from the very uh, centre of myself. I, uh, from perhaps having sent you the odd voice note at the beginning of the season in which I felt uh, vaguely optimistic or that things would sort themselves out, I now feel a uh, more a dread. Yeah, dread. Um, I felt nervous as soon as you hear the, the, the noise of the Brentford, the community stadium, uh, I was nervous. I was really, really nervous. And I love Brentford and I really respect the way that they have done everything that they've done, uh, the, the the way that they've built the team, the intelligence. I like Thomas Frank a lot um, and his weird blinky Danish face. Um, I'm very worried about Liverpool. Um, I think there are so many sort of structural problems and the amount that we concede, I don't... it's too simple to say that it's any one thing because it looks like there's a huge mentality issue, but the mentality issue looks like it stems from a sort of tactical misgiving that the players have with what's going on. I don't like Julian Moore, the sporting director, having stepped down and our head of numbers or whatever the stupid title these people have. So yeah, I'm 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 really worried. Maybe they weren't as happy with Klopp renewing his contract, or uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think that we missed Firmino at the in false nine because of the balance he gave to the midfield. Harvey Elliott also makes the midfield slightly disjointed. Much as I like him as a player, there needs to be a little bit more some you know bigger bigger blokes who can win back possession this just looks so sad i'm so worried i feel dread that was an unhappy comedian and liverpool fan alfie brown they were fantastic in every aspect of the game last night they were solid at the back they look good going forward they press everyone to death they don't stop running alfie mentioned it in the voice note there the atmosphere in the ground it is a 
it's an intimidating place to go. Those small, tight grounds, we thought they were a thing of the past. But this new build manages to retain that spirit. And it's a really good weapon to have because when that side, well, when, that, when that, uh, the crowd is on your side, it's a difficult place to go. They were 2 0 up. You know, they could have been 3 or 4 up. The goals that were disallowed, yes, fine, they were they were right to be disallowed, but it wouldn't have been unfair on Brentford to be three or four up at half-time. For me, though, the most impressive part of that Brentford performance was after they conceded. So at half-time, obviously Liverpool come back and make three substitutions. Klopp fires a rocket up them at half-time, we presume. And they have a goal disallowed. Immediately, Liverpool do through Darwin Nunes. And you think, oh, here we go. It's going to happen now. Then they score. It's now 2-1. And you think the momentum shift has happened. The game is now Liverpool's to try and rescue and probably go on to win. And Brentford have had this in the very recent history. They lost at Spurs when they shouldn't have done, quite frankly. With that so fresh in their minds, you would not have blamed them for capitulating a little bit. But instead, they were so resolute. They were so dogged. They were excellent, and they stopped the bleeding almost immediately. Liverpool put on some pressure after that goal, but could never really penetrate. And I was so impressed with that mentality of Brentford. And and then, you know, as Liverpool are piling on in the last few minutes, Brentford go and score again, because that threat was always there. And it's worth pointing out that this was all done without Ivan Toney. And Ivan Toney is not only their talisman, but he is one of the best strikers in the division. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying Brentford play for Ivan Tony. I wouldn't go as far as saying he is absolutely integral to the way that they play. But he's a very, very important player. I mean, they've shown last night that you can slot people in. They've got a squad of players who know the system. Thomas Frank has got them so well drilled that players are still dangerous, even if they're not playing week in, week out. But without Ivan Tony, that is a huge, huge thing for them. It's, it's, big, it's big enough to beat Liverpool at home to do it in that manner without your best player incredibly impressive and they deserve to be in seventh no more needs to be said about Liverpool I think Alfie's pretty much covered that okay moving on Pele has his funeral very soon not too much to say about that so instead we'll talk about Alexis McAllister says he's really happy at Brighton and of course he is if you've seen the clip of him on on the social media of him arriving back at the club the reception he gets from his teammates and the club staff it's brilliant. It's a real family club. It's it's great. They are very close-knit, and I completely understand and believe Alexis McAllister when he says he's really happy there. However, I do think it's unrealistic to expect him to stay at Brighton for much longer. I know he's got this new contract that goes on to 2025. Well, that's great news for everybody because someone will be willing to pay the money it will cost to buy a player of that quality, a World Cup-winning player of that quality, out of such a long contract. So Brighton will get more money for it, and McAllister will get to go to a team that really want him. And will know they really want him because they have to pay the money. So I think it actually works out pretty well for everybody. As much as we'd all like to to have the romantic storyline of McAllister staying at Brighton, he has no real connection to the club, as far as I know, apart from playing for them. It's not like he has family that goes way back who are from the area who support them. You know, he's a footballer, and he wants to play at the top, top level as often as he can. So no one could begrudge him moving. As long as he knuckles down and continues working hard for the club, I'm sure no one will have a problem. And especially if and when they pick up a very handsome transfer fee for the player. Um, and that's the way Brighton have been operating recently. Selling at a good, 
a good price and bringing in replacements that can slot into that system really well. And that is a testament to the running of that club. Not just the manager, you know, above him, the director of football, the people who are looking at this long term. Very impressive club from top to bottom. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. Wherever you're watching the games tonight, I hope you enjoy them. And I'll be back same time, same place tomorrow on more Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.